0: Welcome to the fourth episode of Inside the Bubble. I'm Caden Greco. In this episode, you're gonna hear more of my interview with Dave Conway and Eric Munson. They're gonna be talking about the future construction projects going on at New Trier, and some stuff right now in the present. There's a lot of interesting things, so let's get into it. Looking to the future, what projects are planned in New Trier? Well, right
1: now where we got summer 2022 work, which is a smaller scope of work, which is just general maintenance around the building, tuck pointing and other things. We are going, you know, we're going to be replacing the, the, the gates gym and the boiler plant with a new building. We're working on moving the transitions program to an off site location, which is the new way of, you know, uh, having that program, having them in school is not the best way to transition them to adulthood. We're working on uh, the uh, Duke Child's Field you know the village is going to be putting in storm traps next, starting next June, for a whole stormwater management plan they have for the village. And when they're finished, we're then going to upgrade the 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 building and the uh, baseball equipment and you know the netting and the fencing. We're going to upgrade that as part of that. That'll be the summer of twenty twenty three. Oh yeah, we're uh, right now we're in a process of looking at and seeing if we can get enough donations to. Do uh, an, a STEM lab at the Northfield campus. It's very similar to what they have here, but for the freshman campus.
0: Over the past summer, the whole third floor at Oneka was completely renovated.
1: Correct. We finished the third floor, so that when you're coming from the West Edition and you're walking through the third floor tower and North Building, it looks like you're in the same building. Whereas if you want to go on the second floor and you walk over, it's like okay, I'm going from you know, the 2021s to 1934, but, so you know, I've heard it called East and West Berlin. I don't think it's quite that bad, but it's, you know, two different technologies. And we're, when we do the renovation, we don't just renovate the room. We got it from, from, we got everything. When you're, if you were here after demolition, you would see the columns holding up the building and that's it. Then we start with a whole, with a clean slate, because if you could see there's lockers, those lockers take up a lot of space eliminate those you pick up an extra 18 inches for every every hallway which makes the classrooms bigger and then you could take three classrooms which are 600 square feet each and make them two classrooms at uh, 900 square feet so now you've got a nice sized classroom 600 you've, you've been in classroom where they're it's pretty tight the new ones are going to be there between eight and nine hundred square feet so you could spread out and actually you know break out areas and so that's our plan. We have a 15-year plan to get to do that through the whole school.
0: The plan is to make the whole school look brand new, but when is that going to be complete by? We have a 15-year plan. Whether we can execute it in 15 years, because the plan is based on
1: funds and time. This summer, we may have bid off a little more than we could chew because it was a lot of, you know, doing 12 million billion in a shorter summer than normal we had a hard time getting done. We worked some trades, most trades worked six days a week. Some trades worked seven days a week to be able to get that amount of work done in that short amount of time. So each year we evaluate that. And we'll, we, I, at this point, I'm pretty confident it won't be done in 15 years. But the good news is we have a plan. Our entire facilities are, is on a, a list, you know, approved by the board saying, here's our priorities. One of the priorities is classrooms. We have to improve classrooms. That's why the third floor was a high priority. We didn't do offices. We didn't do the second floor administration. That will actually be last on the 15-year plan. Classrooms, what I've been told, it's classrooms, classrooms, classrooms. And that's what we're focusing on.
0: If you're like me and you had not been to the Weneca campus for school before this year, you might be wondering, why did they choose the third floor? Was it the worst floor?
1: No, it wasn't the worst. But, you know, if you were on the second floor, they're the same. So is the first floor. It's the same. You see, if you were in the north building, you'd have the green tile from 1934, about five feet high. If then you come into the tower building, it has the uh, beige tile up. I think it's 12 feet, 10 feet, whatever it might
0: be, but it looked like that. I was interested if anything remained from the original 1901 tower building. And some stuff did, actually. That's an
1: interesting question. The original tower building that was here in 1901 is still here a part of it. If you go, if you walk outside this door and you go into the set of doors, through the set of doors here, right before you go into that center stairwell, if you look at the floor, you'll see there's like mosaic tile in there, little one inch squares. That's part of the original uh, North build, uh, original tower building in 1901. Then in 1956, they tore down the old tower building and built a new one, it, it, but that stayed. We, nobody knows why. We're not sure if there were like mechanical pipes that came in there to keep the heat going for different places or maybe the electrical feeds, but they kept that. You'll see the green lockers. You'll see the, the green tile. But it was just, look, so the actual structure is still there. Back in 1901 when they built it, you didn't necessarily have steel holding the building up. So what's holding that portion of the building up is brick.
0: With all these projects going on and a pandemic, does the virus make the project slow down
1: Uh, yes and no Uh, contractors are uh, were considered essential workers so they were allowed to work just like pps uh, custodians maintenance guys were considered uh, critical workers so you could go to work what slowed it down was when you get to work everybody had to you know pass a uh, test with the uh thermometer make sure you're safe you had to sign something every day that you're safe and then if someone was uh determined to be uh positive or uh, potentially positive. They did contact tracing, just like they do here at school, and they'd send those guys home. So you might be missing a few guys for a few days.
0: And then supply chain shortages
1: have, you know, a little box here and there with some of that.
0: Is that still going on? Yes. Some more random questions here. First, I was wondering what the smokestacks for. Well, there's a boiler plant, which uh, in 1917, when
1: that was built, was Coal and it used to be 60 feet taller than it is because, with a coal stack, you have to get it, you have to get the air really high or the smoke really to get it out and dissipate it. 1970s, they uh, converted it to gas, lowered the tower. So, those gas boilers that were put in 1970, early 70s, they put them in, they're still there. What we've done over the last 10 years as part of our 15 year plan, is we know those boilers needed to be replaced. They're in a building that's completely obsolete. We've been replacing, as we do renovations, we put in hot water boilers, which are much more efficient than steam in the individual buildings. Like if you were to go down to the basement of the west Edition, you'll see four hot water boilers that feed, both the tower building and the north building and the new addition. When we did the auditorium renovation two years ago, we put hot water boilers for the auditorium. So right now, that boiler plant and the boilers in it only feed the Gates Gymnasium. Now that the Gates Gymnasium is going away, we don't even, we don't need the boilers and we don't need the building. So now we can knock it down and replace it with one, I say larger building, but it's not larger. It's actually the same amount of square feet. It's just better, better configured. So it's like a unified building.
0: Wrapping it up here, I wanted to know what both of their favorite parts about working for Nutrier were.
1: The people. It's a great place to work. Everybody gets along, they're all nice to each other. They, everybody treats each other, each, treat each other well, and the students are, are respectful. I've been to other schools where students aren't as respectful. So Those are the students and the, and the staff 100 um, percent. Yes. It's a great right place to be. I mean, you guys get to come here every day.
0: Quickly, before we wrap up, I want to give you a little more background about PPS, how many people work there, and what their roles are.
1: 73. I believe that's I believe it's 73. I think that's right. Well, it's a combination of things. You have custodians. You have maintenance technicians, you know, like electric, electricians, plumbers, carpenters. Uh, HVAC technicians. HVAC technicians. And then you have management. You know, uh, And then you have watchmen on the weekend. And I'm missing one. Grounds. Ground staff. Very important to ground staff. I mean we have the best grounds staff around.
0: Again, those were Dave Conway and Eric Munson, and I can't thank them enough for giving me some of their very busy time to talk about PPS. I enjoyed hearing about their roles and some of the projects that PPS is involved in. And again, I appreciate the work they do here. Stay tuned for the fifth and final episode of Inside the Bubble, where we will have more with Principal Dubrovic.